The sun has left and forgotten me. It's dark, I cannot Your stories see. don't define you. How you tell them will. Hi, I'm Sarah Elkins, your host and chief storymaker at Elkins Consulting. This is episode number 293, and I'm so grateful that you've been listening and following along for more than five years. The three-hour StrengthsFinder workshop was scheduled to start right after lunch on the first day of the team's retreat. I had most of the materials distributed when the last three men walked into the room. The team had come to Montana from all over the U.S. They had been working together for years and had never met face-to-face. And I was the only outside consultant or trainer they had hired for this two-and-a-half-day retreat. I was told they hired me because they were experiencing some communication issues and thought my workshop might be entertaining and useful, a bit of a break and opportunity to really get to know each other. The last three men walked in a few minutes late, and I approached them with the table tents with their top five talents listed with their names in small font at the bottom. I said, hi, I'm Sarah. I'll be facilitating this afternoon session. What's your... Oh, wait, don't tell me your names. Instead, tell me how you got ready for this trip. One of the three had analytical in his top talents. And in my experience, that often means the person will be a bit more skeptical about the assessment. One of them asked what I meant. What do you mean, how did I get ready for this? And I said, well, how did you get ready for it? Did you pack a week ago or this morning? Did you do any research on the history of the area when you found out you were going to be here? What was your process? The first man answered my question, and I immediately handed him his materials. Oh, this is definitely you, Pete. He looked at me, puzzled, surprised. How did you know that? Well, your strengths include context. That's the part of your approach that involves your curiosity about history, It's the part of you that makes you the resident historian wherever you work, even if you've only been there for a few months. Your context strength is what makes you almost prescient. You have an innate understanding of how the past informs the present and how it can predict the future. It's kind of amazing. I asked the next man to tell me how he got ready for the trip, and I handed him the correct table tent as well. The other 10 team members were laughing the entire time. Everyone sat down, and the first thing I noticed was the body language of the guy with analytical in his top talents. He leaned back and crossed his arms in front of his chest. I offered some background about StrengthsFinder, shared with the group the story of why I use that tool, and a couple of stories about the practical applications I've experienced with it. The skeptic, arms still crossed over his chest, said, it's nothing personal. I just don't buy into this stuff. His boss, the woman who hired me, was about to say something to him when I smiled at her to let her know I wasn't insulted. I said, that's fine, Pete. I'm not asking you to buy into anything. This isn't a newspaper horoscope. What I'm asking is for you to consider whether your results are accurate. And if you believe they are, 
it's up to you what to do with this information. I mean, if Google can predict your behavior, Gallup probably can too. I briefly described Pete's likely work style based on his talents and looked around the room at his colleagues. Pete, does this resonate with you? Does it sound like how you approach things? He was noncommittal. I don't know. Maybe. I turned to ask the rest of the group, and they all nodded vigorously, some of them chuckling. One even offered a specific example of how that man's talents have shown up in past projects. He still seemed unconvinced. Well, he said, even if it's accurate, it's not like I'm going to change who I am if someone doesn't like me. Pete, I'm not asking you to change who you are. I'm suggesting that knowing the language you speak is important, that having some clarity around how others might misunderstand you because they speak a different language can improve your relationships. If you went to France and didn't speak French, would you get irritated when they don't speak English? Or do you learn a few words in French so you can communicate while you're there, so you can find the bathroom or order a beer? If you learn to speak some French, does that change who you are? Do you suddenly become French? Look, I'm not going to try to change your mind or convince you of anything. Just give me until we take a break, maybe 90 minutes. And if you decide this is bunk, it's not going to be useful at all to you, you can leave. Go explore Missoula on your own. His boss looked at me from behind him, shaking her head as if to say, don't say that, he'll leave. He nodded in agreement. Over the next 90 minutes, we worked through the activities I had planned, and I released them for a short break. The man walked over to me, a little sheepish, and asked, Can I ask you something? I nodded and smiled. He said, Can my wife take this? One thing I've noticed in my work with clients is that some people want to distance themselves from their results. And for one reason or another, they just don't want to experience themselves through the concepts of whatever assessment they took. Maybe it feels like they're being labeled or pigeonholed into a certain role or position. Maybe they're afraid that the language that they're using is going to be used against them somehow. I get it. Most of us have been given negative feedback about our talents. We've been criticized for our approach to problem solving. For instance, people high in relationship building talents are often told they're too sensitive or they take things too personally. People high in the executing talents are often called bossy or rigid or too ambitious. People in the high strategic thinking are often told they think too much or they're indecisive. So, of course, seeing words like discipline, consistency, deliberative might have negative connotations if you've been criticized for those things by people that had influence on you. But what if you read your results from a perspective of curiosity, looking at the assessment to see what your magic is, rather than experiencing the results as labels? What if you decided to use the results of one of these accurate assessments to learn more about your communication style, to learn how to use those talents more productively and with more intention? And what if you decided to use the results as a tool for self-reflection? 
to better understand why miscommunication happens between you and the people you care about. To understand the patterns in miscommunications in your past. And to ask the right questions to uncover the talents in those people around you, not only to better understand their differences, but to find out how to support and value those differences. I know that every single relationship in my life has been improved when I've had healthy self-reflection. And I'm pretty sure that the key to finding true satisfaction and joy in life is also making healthy, loving relationships. Listeners, now it's your turn. When was a time you were skeptical about something and decided to be open to the possibility anyway? Have you recently changed your mind about something that you believed strongly? What story can you tell to demonstrate your willingness to change your mind, to demonstrate your ability to take in new information that might alter how you see yourself or how to approach a problem? Add your story to your collection of stories, because whether you're interviewing for a job, interviewing for a podcast, or maybe even on a date, having the right story to share can demonstrate exactly the qualities you want people to know about you. Thanks for listening to Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will. Curious about working with me to uncover your most meaningful professional stories? Check out my job interview storytelling course at elkinsconsulting.com. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile.